Good morning. Are you all good? All right. Um, I want to, before I get started, I want to say thank you to all those who have reached out to Terry um, while she's dealing with her back pain right now. Um, it's still going on. Um, she does have some medicine to help take some of the edge off, um, but it's going to probably be, uh, be a bit. Um, but thank you for your prayers and, and reaching out to her. All right. Perspective. Matthew 9, 9 through 13. This is what we're going to look at, scripture-wise. I'll go ahead and read that out loud first. In Matthew 9, as Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him. And Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. This question that the Pharisees gave, why does your teacher eat with the tax collectors and sinners? What would you, how would you respond to this if you were Jesus? Sorry? None of your business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Um, there could be some other ideas, too. Like, who do you think I'm him? What am I here for? What do you think I'm doing? <laughs> or maybe you don't get it. You're missing the point. Um, one thing I wanted to pull out is that they just had the wrong perspective. But what they were thinking was going on and what was actually going on were two different things. They're both looking at the same situation, and they have a different perspective. Um, so this morning, we're going to talk about perspective. And we're going to look at perspective through this passage here. There's a Ukrainian artist, Oleg, who is known for a series of uh, paintings that he did called Hidden Images. And this is one of them called The Evening Kiss. If you're familiar with it, then you can probably see there's more to this image than what it looks like, particularly if you look at it in two different directions. And how we understand the image is really, it really is based on your perspective. So, so there, when you looked at that, did you see the two images? Did you see the lake or did you see the people that are, that are kissing? The, it's all there, and it's all the same, the same image. Um, but without the correct perspective, you don't understand it. You don't understand what it's trying to show you. Unfortunately, this happens to us, too. So our perspective is important. And this is important for, let's take a look at what the Pharisees missed, what they didn't get, what they didn't understand. They did not see and understand what God's perspective was going on here. So we're going to walk through this passage and take a look. So verse 9. 
As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew in a tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him, and Matthew got up and followed him. As we heard um, in the communion, God's calling is really for each of us. So what was going on, uh, you know, at, at this point in, in, the, in the ministry? We had, if you go back a few chapters, in Matthew 5, you have the great Sermon on the Mount. And then there's this whole string of Jesus working through the people, going miracle after miracle after miracle, all kinds of miracles. But he's not just moving big and publicly. He's also looking individually. And he comes... And he tells to Matthew, come, you know, come, come with me. Why? Because we are part of his plan. We, we are special. Uh, God created, of course, mankind in his image. But he also looked at us individually. As we see in Psalms 139, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know me when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. For Matthew, he wasn't simply just responding to a command. It wasn't like telling your dog to come or to sit. Matthew had seen Jesus. He had been watching all this. He had been see- getting the perspective of what, uh, who Jesus was and what it meant. So when Jesus said, come, he was already drawing Matthew to him to come. And the same, for, same is for us. God draws us. We're part of his plan. He, he calls us. In 1 Thessalonians, we see that God himself, the God of peace, he sanctifies us through and through. Our whole spirit, our soul, our body is kept blameless at coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. So we can, we can trust that we're part of that plan, and that God is going to, when he tells you to come, when he's brought you to him, that there's a purpose, and you're a part of that. All right, next verse. In verse 10, while, this is where, while Jesus is having dinner at Matthew's house, the many tax collectors and sinners are all uh, came and ate with him and his disciples. But when the Pharisees saw this, they asked, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? Now, we responded to this already in more kind of a sarcastic way. But... Taking a look at this, we see there's all these people among Jesus, including these Pharisees. These, these guys are long-term God followers. They know the scriptures. They know the word. They have things memorized. If you want to know about God, they're probably the people you're going to go to. You know, they're, they're, they're the teachers. But we have a group of Pharisees who they missed it. They missed what God's purpose was. And it's just kind of a reminder even for us that 
we can have Jesus right here among us, before us. We can be religious, but we can miss it. We can miss what Jesus actually wants us to be doing. And why is it important? And this is, unfortunately, what the Pharisees were doing. And later on in Matthew 23, he kind of really goes after them. And he kind of expands on the fact that they, they just kept missing uh, missing the purposes. They were, they were religious, but they weren't following God. They weren't doing God's perspective. In Matthew 23, we'll start in verse 1. Then Jesus said to the crowds and his disciples, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. So you must be careful to do everything they tell you, but not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. And a little on later in 23, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin. So they were legalistic in how they were making sure they're fulfilling what God wants them to do. But you've neglected the most important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. God's perspective is his purposes, even through the law. He's going to practice the latter without neglecting the former. You blind guides, you strain out a gnat, but you swallow a camel. When I was looking at this section, what struck me is that the wording around this, so while Jesus was having dinner, we have the tax collectors, sinners, disciples, Pharisees, the asking of the Hey, why does your teacher talk with the tax collectors and sinners? We're having a, a, it's almost a Pharisee perspective of what's going on here. You know, everything's carved up. All right, here's us, here's the sinners, here's these other special groups. They didn't get that Jesus was here for them all. He was here, this, everything he was offering and he was teaching and bringing was not just for the most religious. You know, it was for those that have, have even the hardest, what we would consider luck in life. You know, he was there for them. Um, so, it's the Pharisees, so it's the way it's written. It kind, of got, it kind of got to me that, all right, it's kind of showing that perspective. It's showing the wrong perspective. Not how Jesus sees it. And then, of course, we're going to have a response that's going to change that. Because it's all the same scenario. It's going to change it and say, this is how you actually need to see it. As we've been studying in Hebrews, and we've, we've, we're, we're going through a group of Christians who, they're kind of struggling with this. They're struggling with, Getting off the perspective, getting off the wrong track, you know, think, think, thinking of where, uh, what they must go back to in order to be a true Jesus follower. And in Hebrews, what we've been hearing from Andrew, you know, he's they're going through and they're laying up the wait a minute, you know, correct your thinking, change your view, change your perspective. And of course, it didn't happen just there in Galatians. Um, they were also struggling a bit. And it was, it, Paul said, you who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit we eagerly await by faith the righteousness for which we hope. 
For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing it through love. And this is just a reminder at times, even for those of us that have been walking the way, we've got to make sure, we've got to realign and, and watch our perspective and kind of call back to, hey, don't end up in the same situation. Um, whether it be the Galatians or the Hebrews or the Pharisees, you know, keep looking at it through God's perspective, through Jesus' eyes as we, as we go through life. All right, and that finally takes us to the last section where, of course, Jesus changes the viewpoint. On hearing this, Jesus said, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what it means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. There, they had Jesus right there in front of them. And he shifts the whole... For those that are willing to hear, he shifts the perspective to what's correct. And and what is meant by his mission and there on earth. Today, we have the scriptures. And then we have a special spirit that's been given us that helps us do that shift and keeping that keep that perspective going. So as we as I kind of mentioned through there in Matthew five through nine, we had the, these great works recorded. Miracle after miracle. They seem to be big. They seem to be uh, but, but they're also personal and then we have in the middle of this an individual dinner with Matthew and the calling, and then, of course, back out to the people as a whole. And in, and in Matthew 9, we kind of see Matthew summarizing what was Jesus' perspective during this time. It was Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. You know, this is what he was, he was doing. And this is what he continues to do today. We just need to keep realigning our perspective. You know, rely on that Holy Spirit that we have, that special helper that we've been given today. Rely on the scriptures. Engage with each other. And then we'll see what we can, we can look at, like in Galatians, that we, we, we are encouraged that we are called to be free. You know, it's not religiosity. It's living for God, for Jesus. You, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you'll be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And so we strive daily to live by the Holy Spirit, realigning our perspective through evaluating the fruit. Later on in in Galatians, you know, we, we hear about the fruits of the Spirit. It's joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Against such things, there is no law. 
Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passion and desires. So we live by the Spirit. Let us keep step with the Spirit. And then finally, we keep drawing near to God and express his love and perspective, not just between like God and us, but to others as well. We recently read in Hebrews that because of all this, because we know God's perspective and redemption through Jesus, let's draw near to God. That sincere heart, that full assurance that faith brings. We're part of that plan. Let's hold us fervently to the hope we profess for he who has promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another forward toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together and some others that have, have done, but encourage one another and all the more as that day is approaching. So, looking at perspective for Monday and this year. Stepping through this, these scriptures, I want you to, to take away that God has a plan and you're part of it. We talk about that a lot. And we, we, we remember that even through communion, that this is, we, we are part of this. There, with Matthew, there was a calling. For a lot of us, there's also the calling to God. If you haven't been called, or you don't know if you've answered, come talk to us. There's a number of us here that can help you with that. Um, second, mind your perspective. Express your faith through love. You know, think about the Oh, this is all going on. Am I looking through it through the world at God's eyes? You know, through through Jesus. And then finally, embrace what we have to pursue this life that God has given us through Jesus with His Holy Spirit. Jesus called us to live this life from God's perspective, and we have that capability by what He's given us.